It's not getting it, getting it. You should yeah. pick one news source to ever base your facts. Yeah, you're a fool if you do. I would rather yeah. people be honest and say, yeah. listen, there's not objective journalism, so mm -hmm. why don't we just represent the viewpoint that we have, you know, and go for that. And hopefully uh, people are smart enough to, to get more than one side of the story. But even with objective journalism, it was never, it was never objective. Well, yesterday I, I, I checked out Fox News. I went to MSNBC. You know, you're going to get two sides of the story, though. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I will agree with both sides, but generally I'm in the middle somewhere. Yeah, and mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle is but, but I'm smart truth. enough. But I'm smart enough to go turn around and find two things. One, one other thing I want to point out, too. We, we've had a little bit of failure in, in the government, especially this current government. They're after the wrong people sometimes. They really kind of want to, oh, we got to check out the white extremists. we got to check out you know, different extreme groups. And, and to a point, yes, you have to do that. But the main threat, the main threat comes from the Muslim extremists. And they have to admit this. They have to admit this and put a much harder effort into going after these people and realizing what the main threat is when it comes to the terrorism like we had the other night. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know, know. I don't agree with that either because you, if you look at just this year or it in the last six months. It did take them a long time months, to even say over, over the, the last six months. If you look at the shootings that have occurred, it, I don't even know if it's half and half. You've, the, the shootings of, you know, the church, that was a white guy. Yeah, that, 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 that was that was racial. That, well, you know what? It, it actually, but, but that's not, actually a good place. What, what about that's the guy they picked up in West Hollywood the next day. Yeah. Is, that's well, the, the other yeah, thing that happened really that is. nobody's even talking about, you know, they had the gay pride parade, and there was a guy that was going there with that, guns. That's he was white. Yes. So it's, it's, actually, it's uh, you know nobody is talking about that because this and and rightly so this well, has overshadowed it, but. It's not just Muslim extremists. Well, D.W. brought that up to me today. And he says, well, Fox News didn't even cover that. And I'm like, well, that's not true, because I heard it on Fox News early this morning that they had this guy mm -hmm. do that. I also heard it on 710 this morning. I also heard it on 980 this morning. Right. They did talk about this guy. But I didn't see it, and I was glued to my couch all weekend and did not see it once. On TV, they start talking. Oh, well, they start talking about yeah, today. I, say I saw it a bunch. But but so the problem with that is that they thought they were related. Could be potentially mm -hmm. related. Mm -hmm. They're so in tune to Orlando. Mm -hmm. When the when the media cycle hits it, they will not come off of it. Yeah, and, and it might know, have just been the. It's like it's like when, o, when OJ did the slow ride. Oh yeah. 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 
there, there couldn't have been an atomic bomb gone off someplace else, and they probably wouldn't have pulled off from the O.J. slow ride yeah, yeah, really. to cover the atomic bomb until an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a... Real, right? Yeah, I, I, I got a, uh, uh, an elephant in the room as being, the, being the, the, the only black person because I know that... It's an elephant in the room? Uh, just let me, let, me, let me come around to the, to the, to the point in that... Uh, and and uh, and everybody may disagree, but I, I I have a hard time seeing it differently because, I, like you say, because I am a I'm a balanced person, you know. And uh, but it, this got bad when we elected a black president. You know, people. You know, you started hearing so much. We're losing. We're losing the country. We're losing, and, and so, and my thought was always, losing what exactly? I'm like, you know, as a general rule, you know, you know, white males run our government. They run the vast majority of industry. What exactly are we losing simply because of the election of one man? It can, that's when I started hearing so much about the, you know, you know, they're going to take our guns from us, and we're going to. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. First of all, I don't recall, and I've heard every speech he's given. That was him almost immediate. Ever saying he was going to do anything of the sort. Uh, I agree with that. And uh, so said that about every Democratic person since Jimmy Carter. But but it was, was it's been a, in a special. It's a huge he, he's always called for gun control. Yeah, but it's but been he's a, never a, a, a gun it's been a, uh, now, it's been a special. He wants Australia to solve it's been a control. special level of of of, uh, of vitriol since Obama took office that I've just never noticed under any other president. I've noticed vitriol. You know, I've noticed people, you know, doing and saying and acting badly. Over the years, it's just this. This was a level mean spirited that I had never seen before. But don't you think this is an evolution in our country? We have, oh, I do. We have to get used. I do to people that are going to be of different color or different gender. Yeah, yeah. being our president. Well, you know, so, I think so the, this this is this is a learning experience for the country. Yeah, too. you know, I've always thought that, you know. You know, get, kind of getting back to the hunting point. Um, you know, a wounded animal cries loudest when it's nearest death, and that's kind of how I feel about kind of the kind of the overtly racist element. I mean, I think there's some uh, subversive elements, definitely, um, that may never go. But I, but some the overtly racist element uh, of the country, uh, it got loud <laughs> when when Obama took office because I think you know I I think it was something that I mean and, and for that matter I think black people never thought it would happen so I'm sure if we never thought it would happen nobody thought it would happen. But then you have Ferguson and Ferguson put a whole different element into it because Ferguson. On the Black Lives Movement, it spawned a lot of different things, and it's a delicate subject, especially as a white man talking about, old white man talking about, that 
if it's the hardest thing for me to say, but it was somewhat why there was problems in Ferguson with the police department, and, that, and that's obvious. Still, the young man charged the cop, and it came out, the truth came out that it wasn't exactly as everybody wanted to say it was. And that's been a hard truth that people have had trouble accepting. You know, I, I, will, say, I bad, will say that Ferguson... Out of everything bad will come some good. Yeah, I mean, I will say that there have definitely been been those cases that, you know, where you were dealing with, you know, uh, like a police shooting in particular, that, you know, that the person that got shot, you know, wasn't doing the right thing or they weren't a good person. You know, I'm not going to say everybody that's gotten, excuse me, everybody that's gotten uh, shot and killed were good people. You know, but I think where the Black Lives Matter movement, what I think what it really means, what it really stands for is that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can have, you know, a guy that charged the cop and they get shot and it's a tragedy and I don't think even then they deserve to die. You know, maybe you need to stop them, put them down so that they don't uh, hurt it, hurt the... It doesn't uh, need to be lethal. But they don't, but it doesn't need to be lethal. But it's hard to put yourself in the situation of that man where he was. You, you know... It didn't I, fear for his life. I, I yeah, but you know what? I, 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 it, that's, the, that's the phrase that's right there. Tough, that's a tough now, situation. That's the phrase that bothers me every time, Dave. He feared for his life. Because every... And I know this is... You're saying he has a gun and the other kid didn't. Because when did we stop training police to police? And we started training them as a small military. Because we're not... Because this is the thing. You know, you've got... Um, you know, like Trayvon, who, uh, who's who's getting stalked around his own neighborhood, and he gets killed because he stands up for himself against the guy who's stalking him, and then nothing happens to the guy. Uh, and again, none, none of us are on that jury. None of us know all the facts. I, I think that is, I think what we're finding is just a lot of misreporting and bad reporting of things. In my mind, I would say two things. One, uh, I think there's a legitimate and real problem clearly with... I, I would say the Cleveland example is the best example. Okay, if, you, if, you want, if Black Lives Matter as a group wants to get behind a, a real cause and make a point, then get behind the ones that are clearly and obviously wrong. You know, and make a point with that. But these ones that are hyper-questionable, where nobody really knows what the hell happened, you know, and that could have gone either way. I wasn't there and you weren't there, and I do not believe that people acquit people just because they want to. Uh, and I don't eh. believe that there's 12 unanimously racist people who just go, you know what, I'm so fucking no, racist. No, it was, uh, in Zimmerman's case, it was one juror that held that over. Could have held it was up, one juror. Yeah, no, and, 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 I, 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 and I, do, I do agree that... But I, I do think that there are, there's, again, I think you get it. Jesse Jackson in the mix, Al Sharpton in the mix, and all of a sudden you're losing 
all focused, it becomes less about the injustice and more about trying to, to some degree, stay relevant and have these weird, you know, social media events and public things. And I, I will say this too, and you and I both spent a shit ton of time in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was there a couple of weeks back, I guess maybe it's last summer. 26 people killed uh, in, in one weekend. That wasn't white cops shooting black kids. That was black kids shooting black kids. Yeah, I mean, no, that real, it, real, which, real which, which, which really. If, I, if Black Lives Matter really wants to make an effort, then I would start focusing right there. Yeah, I mean, which yeah. really, the the, uh, the Orlando was kind of that the the straw that kind of broke the camel's back in me wanting to, you know, talk about you know a subject, you know, like guns, but. It's really been building up for a while. It's sure. be, between between all of the uh, kind of police shootings and and being from Chicago and knowing that there's just a ton of violence in the streets and uh, and it's been that way for for years. You know, I I guess the thing that bothers me the most is nobody's figured out what to do to help any of it. Yeah. You know, and you know, and because I mean, I guarantee the, the kids on the street in Chicago, they didn't go to a gun store or a gun show to sure. get that gun. I agree. So it's you not know, a so, number on it. Yeah, I mean and, and yeah, and there's you know and it was likely stored. Yeah, and which you know, which is you know, so which is the reason I didn't really lead with that type of a subject because you know that's a you know that's a different topic that's yeah. you know that's a uh, you know like you said you know how do you keep guns off the street is a very different story than you know how do you keep the gun out of the hand but of the this, mass shooter and I don't know this is a problem that most white people have with Black Lives Matter yeah and it's a difficult subject for us to talk to black people about. It's a very difficult subject. Because in my generation in particular, and we're an older generation, to a man that I know, very few of us have prejudices. I only know a few of them that are prejudiced, and they're ignorant people. Mm. They really are. They're just ignorant people. They're not informed. They're, they're the people you were talking about. Sure. They're not informed. They, they have no understanding of the greater world around them. But it's a difficult, and that's why we have troubles with Black Lives Matter, is that, folks, you're not really gathering this into the right context. You have some legitimate points, and you have things that you're bringing up that are legitimate, but you're also way off base in some areas that are just outrageously out of base. And, and we're having trouble assembling this. And we're trying to say, okay, we're, we're trying to understand you. But at the same time, we... we I think that if you if you don't want to make yourself a victim, you know how I am about victim and survivors. You know how yeah. strong oh, yeah. I am on that. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to make yourself a victim. Don't make yourself a victim. Find a way to be a survivor. Find a way to help other people be survivors with you. I agree with that. That that's my point. I agree. That, with and, that. That, and that's the thing that they need to be going into <laughs> the neighborhoods. You look at some of these groups we have in Kansas City. We we really have an amazing city. Yes, we have killings here. Yeah. But we, we have these mothers out there that have an active group. We, we have, you know, Alvin Brooks and his group. We have a lot of people 
that are really honestly fighting on the street for their communities. And that's what makes Kansas City different than St. Louis in a hundred different ways. You know, did, did we ever ride over Ferguson? No. We had some peaceful protests. Mm -hmm. But nothing ever happened for it. What's happening here in Kansas City that makes that different? I don't think these people are trying to make themselves victims. They're trying to better themselves. You look at the Ivano neighborhood. You look, and I build houses down in, some, in, in, in the hood in several different occasions. I've worked in these areas. I've gained a little bit of understanding. I've worked with, with Gwen Grant from the Urban League, and, and I've worked with Boyce Hope. You know of, of my charities, and I deeply care. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is, they have to be careful how they victimize themselves. They have to be very careful about it. Do not make yourself a victim. You never get anywhere if you make yourself a victim. Yeah, and, and I definitely do agree with that. You know, I think that uh, there is a point where, you know, there's a point where, you know, as a black person, you know, it just hurts to see, you know, somebody that did not need to, to die. Maybe maybe they were doing something wrong, and they needed to be... But did they need to die yeah, over yeah, something yeah, they, trivial? Yeah, exactly. And that's what we see when we see the murder on the streets in our hoods. And, and, we see and, some that they get shot over bullshit. Absolutely. Which is the and, reason and, why and, I agree and, and with and you it's about very it. difficult for us to look at that and justify it in any kind of way. We, we, we wonder, what the hell happened here? I mean, it, which truly is a... Uh, a conversation that is much larger than th this episode of the it podcast. It might be for another podcast. That well, I mean, because there's, you know, there's so many uh, elements that go into why so many of the hoods have gone into such horrible places. I mean, and, there's and we, family we have, issues and socioeconomic issues. Bingo. And, you know, one of the things that Gwen brought up to me, how many kids have to get themselves up and go to school? Mm -hmm. They have no parent to get themselves up and go to school. They have to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And they get their food at school because they don't get their food at home. You know, th these, these are issues that, as the general white public, it's hard for us to put ourselves in those people's shoes and understanding. And uh, we're, we're, I, I can't say we're guilty of that, but it's beyond our comprehension somewhat. And then we got poor whites that have the same problem. Yeah. You know. It's it's a it's a generational thing that's happened where it's been failure upon failure upon failure of generations. You know, my argument it came somewhat from the Great Society and Johnson and all that. I got that's like I said that's that's a whole another subject for another time. But there's been a failure there, and and it's and it's it's disturbing. It's hard to watch in the morning when you turn on the news and see who's been killed on what street and you know where the street is. And, and it's, it's, it's a tough thing to watch and comprehend because for me, I'm always thinking, you know, how could that individual been been saved? How could that individual been brought forward in life to be, be a productive citizen? Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard to understand the social economic things that they deal with. I've tried to get young men to work for me out of the hood, and it, it's been a strong learning process for me.
because I, in some ways I've failed him. I've tried to coach him, but in some ways I've failed him. However, I just picked up a young man, 18 years old, had to work for me. He's doing great. But you know, he's been coached. He's been coached from a young age. And yes. He was with AAU basketball. My friend Reggie Hines has been kind of, a, calls him his uncle. You know, yeah. he is, he is, he's been there. He's been in the Mayor's program. Mm -hmm. The Mayor's program. Sly has a good program for these kids. And, and, and this, is, this is what it takes, the curfew on the plaza. Some people may raise their act. No, that's a good thing because it gets these kids in the community center where mentors can be there talking to them and say, you can be better. You can do, you can do this. You have to find a way. Yeah, I think, you know, you know I, I think we've, we've actually touched on some pretty amazing points. And uh, I think... Uh, I think one of the bigger issues or whatever is that whether it's, you know, neighborhood gun violence or mass shootings or, you know, or whatever, I think, it, I think to me it all comes down to the same basic point. And, you know, and, and that actually has little to do with uh, the, the gun itself or if somebody's mental health is off or... But I think in America, we're starting to, to really see uh, a vacuum of hope. Yes. Like, I think, you know, I think all of the, you know, like all of the people who just, you know, said, oh, I'm going to join ISIS or, or just, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, you know, my mom, you know, worked two jobs and she still don't make no damn money and so I gotta get out here in the streets and hustle and do what I gotta do. I think it all boils down to the same place. There's a vacuum of hope and you know, I think and I it's not even a thing. I know in this session we're not gonna solve that large uh, uh, a world issue but I do know that uh, it starts with what we're doing today. It starts with people who have, may have very different viewpoints, but they're willing to sit down and an honest conversation and and, mm -hmm. and 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 do what uh, Young Brian said and that, and be willing to give inches in order to get to a place that is uh, balanced, so that you know we can you know, help, you know, America live up to its creed. Um, so before I close out, anything else, uh, anybody else can I say? No, there's, there's, I, I think, number one, I'm a believer in prayer. Prayer can do amazing things. I think everybody out there in the podcast, whether you're agnostic or not, find a way to find a greater Thing about yourself, a greater thing about the world, and pray that we have a better world, find a way to find that better world, and that can be healthy prayer sometimes. Chris? I would highly caution people to not just react to modern times, but understand history. These are things that have been around forever. They're not new. I don't think they're escalating. I don't think there's a lack of hope. Uh, more so than there was in years past. 
I just think that it's a, it's a more immediate information cycle, uh, and maybe people are talking about it more, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. In fact, in a lot of ways, if you can harness that correctly, I think that could be a very good, good thing. Um, and so I would say, listen, never lose sight of, of, of the progress that's been made as a country, but just because we can do better doesn't mean we're doing badly. You know, I think that there's a lot of room for growth, but I think there's been a hell of a lot of great accomplishments that have happened, uh, especially for the last 50 years, if you want to look at it, to be perfectly honest. Um, and so, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the country's going in the right direction, in my head. And so, yes, of course it needs to get better, but don't, don't forget that it's come a long way in, in 350 plus years, in the case may be. I think it's all about educating yourself in, in, in a rounded way and not taking somebody else's view as your own without knowing why you're doing it. I know too many people that hear somebody else say something and it's immediately what they believe and what they think. I agree. That's well and, said. And I think that it's very important for you to have your own ideals and your own beliefs and stick to them. I mean, that's a hard thing to do, but... Yeah, yeah I think I, uh, I, I want to end uh, before we toast. I think I think Dr. King's words are kind of coming to me in that, you know, uh, to Chris's point, you know, that the, you know, arc, uh, the arc of, you know, the moral arc bends towards justice. It may be long, but it always bends toward justice. And as long as we, you know, can uh, gather and talk uh, and have intelligent, constructive conversation, you know, I think that uh, we will always be on the side of hope and, you know, always be on the side of justice. And you know, that right there actually may be what we need to do. I will tell you, Dr. King is a hero of mine, and I will toast to Dr. King. So, as I always end every podcast, it's a good time.